0: Welcome back to the 18th week of our PA High School Football Report podcast. I'm Nebby Asides here with my sports editor, Brian Linder. Brian, let's dig into it. Let's get talking about these athletes and these all-stars for the Mid-Pen Conference. Nebby, before we even get started,
1: man, you've been gone two weeks.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Welcome back, Nebby. I appreciate that, Brian. It feels good to be back, you know. For those who were unaware, unfortunately, I had COVID and I was out sick for, you know, about a week. And so I was recovering. But in the midst of everything, my team at Live was very supportive and checking in on me. Shout out to Dan Sostick, who filled in and helped Brian in my absence. It just feels good to be back and talking about sports, man, seeing people's faces and out of isolation. (laughs) I
1: wasn't going to tell everybody you had COVID, so I kept saying you were dealing with some things. And I don't know, that might be worse than saying you had COVID, because everybody's like, like, what is he dealing with? Yeah. so. But you didn't die, and I'm glad of that. COVID's a serious situation. How did you handle it, man?
0: You know, just quarantining and taking it one step at a time, keeping a positive mindset, and also um, encouraging those in my inner circle, my loved ones, and all my coworkers and colleagues to just mask up, be as sanitary as you can. You know, none of us are invincible. Uh, It's prone to anyone. You know, unfortunately, I feel like I've caught it out at a sporting event. I wasn't feeling too good at the start of basketball season. But we're here now, you know, and definitely just take precaution. It's not only about yourself. It's about those who you care about, too. You know, it affects all of us differently. Um, It's definitely something that can weigh heavy on you, but you just got to stay in a positive spirit and a good mindset. So something for me is uh, talking about sports, and it feels good to be back, something that keeps me in good spirits.
1: Well, like I said, we're glad you you made it through, man. Not everybody has as easy a time as you have with it. I I don't think it was an easy time, though. I know you texted me a couple times (laughs) saying, man, it's – it's kicking my butt, but um, yeah. you know, it's it's good that you made it through and you made it back. Yeah, we're gonna talk some football, man. We dropped some teams while you were out on mm-hmm. the way back, and you know, we we talked all PA last week. Dan and I did this week. We have the All Mid pin, Penn Live All Star team for Central Pennsylvania, which is really just we cover you know the Mid Penn Conference here, and it's a good group, man. It's Definitely. a good group. I say let's start with a defense. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, offense is more popular like you and I always talk about. So why not talk about the defense? We've had a lot of good defensive players in the mid-pen this year.
1: Yep. And so we go to our first team, Nebby. Our defensive backs in that first team, all mid-pen, were Justin Cook from Harrisburg, Makai Flowers from C.D. East, Carson Garvey from Boylan Springs, Jeremiah Hargrove from Carlisle.
0: I think you got to see all of those guys play this year, right? Definitely. each Every single last one of them, and they all were exceptional talents to watch. If you want to go ahead and start, we can break them down. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you look at that group. Justin Cook, he was, you know, he made our all-PA
1: team, man. He had 11 interceptions, tied a near-50-year-old Harrisburg school record for interceptions. He also had, like, 50 catches on offense. Uh, One of the top two-way players in the conference this year. Mm -hmm. Makai Flowers is in that same boat. I mean, he's not going to Penn State for no reason. Right. You know, he finished with 65 tackles, five for loss, two sacks, two interceptions. He also caught 50 passes himself for eight touchdowns. Mm-hmm. probably the more unheralded guys on here, Carson Garvey, senior Nebby, 6'2", 190, Boylan Springs. You know, he had 83 tackles. And one thing that always has stuck out to me about Carson Garvey is, you know, Nebby, before you got here, I know you, like I said, I know you hooped Harrisburg, so you're somewhat from the area. You probably know Boiling Springs, you know, three, four, five years ago was pretty darn bad in football, right? Couldn't beat yeah. anybody. Definitely. And, you know, Garvey is one of the guys who coached Brad Zell. Credit that will help him turn it around. I know he's sort of been the quarterback of the defense and safety. I think he calls a lot of the defense. for Zell, He gets those signals in from his safety position, 83 tackles. He also caught seven
0: touchdowns. Yeah, so, and the thing about player. Carson, I don't mean to cut you off, Brian, the thing about Carson is he's a humble beast, right? He's one of those underdogs when you look at this Boiling Springs team. He helped lead them to a District 3 Title A game, making an appearance there. He also had eight interceptions on the season. You know, a lot of people aren't talking about that. He was on the stats, one of the stats leaders in the mid-pen all season long. So when you talk about a kid like Carson Garvey, and like you talked about, you know, a program that hasn't done so well in years past, you got to look back and just give and tip your hat to this team and, and their coach. You know, they definitely have done a great job all season long. The Bubblers won a District 3 title game this year. Yeah. And they're not in the title
1: game, you know, if not for Carson Garvey. They don't have the turnaround they have without, you know, without Carson Garvey, I don't think.
0: Absolutely. And to go back to Justin Cook and Makai Flowers, two exceptionally well defensive backs in the mid-pen conference, Justin Cook was one of my favorite DBs to watch in the Commonwealth all year long. And shout out to Coach Dez Mangstreet. For those who don't know who Coach Dez is in Harrisburg, he's the one who had that interception record before Justin tied it. And he does a lot of great community work in the city of Harrisburg. But Justin was definitely someone who you just, you know, paid your money's worth to go out and watch. He came out and carried that Chucky uh, <laughs> puppet onto the field every single Saturday when they played at home. And he's just like one of the heart and soul pieces to that Harrisburg team that was, like you said, a team that many didn't expect to make it that far.
1: Yeah, they had the lucky Chucky puppet, which was awesome. It was an awesome story. Chucky, the evil doll, if you guys don't know, was kind of later at Mascot. The final guy in that group, real quick, Nevy. Yeah. Jeremiah Hargrove, sophomore. Right. Uh, You know, he he ended up intercepting six passes, mm-hmm. And, you know, they had another guy in that secondary. He's Thomas, who was exceptional. Uh, I think the college prospect is a safety. He actually made our second team. We'll get to him in a minute. Jeremiah Hargrove is a sophomore. Not only is a defensive back, came on late in the season for them as an offensive weapon, too. I know you saw Carlisle a few times, too, earlier in the season. I don't know if anything about him stuck out to you, but I really know he came on at the end of the season and really. You know, he's an, He was only a sophomore, so he's an exciting guy maybe to look forward to in years to come.
0: And I don't know if this is just the Carlisle thing, Brian, but it seems to me almost every single year in sports, whether it be basketball, football, Carlisle has a lot of young guys who just seem to be ahead of their time. Right. This year was my hard growth for them. And Easy Thomas, of course, was you know the backbone of that team as well. In years past, when I played basketball, they had a kid named Deshaun Millington who played very well in basketball, you know, as a freshman, helped change the entire program. Then you have monumental people in in Carlisle history, like Billy Owens. For those who don't know, Billy Owens scored over 3,000 points in high school and probably still has the Pennsylvania state record of all time scoring in high school basketball. So Carlisle has just always been a juggernaut in almost every sport.
1: Yeah, and they have had some standout guys. Millington, uh, you know, was a great basketball player. He's still at Tuskegee, still finishing out there. Yeah. Linebacker group first team, Nebby. Let's jump to them real quick, my man. Let's jump to them. Because uh, we got a lot of people to get through here. Ryan Russo from Bishop Hi, Russo. David made our first team. Anthony Day from Harrisburg and Connor Black from Big Spring. Mm-hmm. Three guys. I know you saw all three of them again. Um, I saw all three of them. On, on that
0: group. Yeah. So, if you want to get started with Ryan Russo, Ryan Russo has been just – all over the place for Bishop McDevitt, right? He has led their defense. He's the reason why they were playing in a state title game. He finished with 135 tackles, 15 for loss, three and a half sacks, an interception, and a fumble recovery. You know, without Ryan and dudes like Riley Robel on their defense, I don't think this McDevitt team limits scoring the way they did at all this season.
1: Yeah, Ryan, you know, you got to prefer walk on the Rutgers. He's a good hooper, too. Mm-hmm. I heard, you know, Dan Sostick said – I mean, that folks told him out there at the state championship that he was also maybe weighing some basketball stuff. I still think at 6'2", 200 pounds, he's a linebacker yeah. in college. We'll yeah. see. Uh, I like him. I think he's a heck of a player and great athlete, whatever happens there. Definitely. Anthony Day. So, you watch Anthony Day's film. Anthony Day is a mighty mite, my man. He is – you know, he is not big. He's like 5'9", you know, 180 pounds – probably soaking wet but he had a ton of tackles for Harrisburg I know you know what your cougars do out there man you know 150 tackles
0: Uh, tell me about this kid and and anything that sticks out to you about Anthony Day like you said Brian when you look at an Anthony Day right size frame and stature he's not your typical linebacker right about 5'9 190 pounds but he had 150 tackles on the season 17 for loss had two interceptions sacks and six passes defense with a fumble recovery. So my thing is, Anthony Day was one of those main catalysts on that secondary for Harrisburg, right? You got guys like him, Tyson Black, and of course, our player of the year, Terrell Reynolds. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in the fact that it's not always the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight that's inside the dog. And Anthony Day was just exemplary of that season long. You know, he just played with a lot of heart. And it didn't matter who he was up matching up against. He just never backed down, just kept going. Well, Harrisburg's really turned
1: out some, you know, college level talent the last few years. Some big names, you know, obviously Michael Parsons being the biggest, but Damian right. Barber who mm. went to Penn State, and that's now Austin P. And, um, you know, the Kent brothers, Dante and Ronald, mm. um, doing really well, and and Andre White Jr. But uh, they've also had these guys. You go back to Jai Bernie, who I, I wrote one time, he's built like a fire hydrant, literally yeah. to do like a fire hydrant. You, right. I mean, if you saw Jai, he's like five five. Right. You know, like 170, and he, but he was a linebacker too. And they have these guys who were – one of the things that makes high school football fun, right? Anthony Day's like he's not the prototype. Right. As far as like a big-time college prospect. Right. But he's a great high school football player. Absolutely. And uh, so so he makes our first team well-deserved for the little fella with the big Absolutely. heart. Absolutely. Connor Black, big mm-hmm. spring, 6'2", 200-pound junior. He's coming back. Yeah. I know you saw Big Spring a couple times.
0: A couple times.
1: This guy probably didn't get as much attention maybe as he deserved throughout the season. Mm-hmm. You know, Dylan Wakefield ran for like 1,200 yards for him. Connor Black's a ball
0: player who put up some numbers. Definitely did. And the thing with Connor was he did it on both ends of the football, too. You know, he he had a couple catches this season as well. I believe he had about 400 yards in receiving. Um, but Connor is one of those guys, like you said, who doesn't really quite get the recognition he deserves. But without him, you know, he's one of those intricate, pivotal pieces to his team. And his team doesn't have the success they had this season without him.
1: Yeah, I mean, they went 8-4. They made it to the postseason. You know, big season for big spring. Yeah. 138 tackles, 13 and a half for loss, two and a half uh, sacks, two yeah. interceptions. Like you said, he, he called 23 touchdowns, scored seven touchdowns. Uh, I mean, 23 passes and scored seven touchdowns as a tight end. So a really good two-way player there. Our first team defensive line was Anthony Smith from Shippensburg, Terrell Reynolds, who was also our defensive player of the year from Harrisburg. Riley Robell from Bishop McDevitt, Tajay Brody from Middletown. Yeah. Anything you want to say about this group?
0: Let's start with Anthony Smith. I think it's hard not to start with him, you know. Kudos to, you know, Terrell Reynolds. We're going to get to him. He was our player of the year. But Anthony Smith, Brian, I started with PennLive in March of last year. And so this is my first football season. And this was my first time seeing Anthony Smith play. The very first game of the season, you sent me out to see the Little Brown Jug Classic game. Anthony was just a man amongst boys out there, you know. He had three touchdowns the very first time I ever saw him. Two sacks, three tackles for loss. It was just all over the field. You know, he's just someone who has a motor and just doesn't give up, is relentless. Even in his final game of the season, he fought to the very last whistle. I think he got a <laughs> a penalty for throwing the flag out of frustration. But you can't knock the kid's heart. And he's one hell of a basketball player, too. You know, just an athlete, a University of Minnesota commit, stands, what, at six seven, two hundred seventy 270 pounds. He gives you everything he has. And it's hard to not credit a kid like him. Yes, like you said,
1: 16 sacks. I would be really excited. I mean, he was one of the guys that was in the conversation for the defensive player of the year. That turned out to be Terrell Reynolds, the junior from Harrisburg. That guy had a you know big time season. Yeah. Uh, set the Harrisburg school record for sacks, 22 and a half, mm-hmm. and finished with 123 tackles, 37 for the loss with an interception, four passes defense, six force fumbles, three recoveries, and a blocked air point. He showed it up everywhere. He even played some Tiger Dan and a Block song for him, so...
0: Yeah, and I think he even had a couple of defensive touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. scored three defensive touchdowns. It's crazy. And you look at the Harrisburg team, Brian, right? And Terrell had, what, 123 tackles, like you mentioned? But it was three or four players on this Harrisburg Cougar secondary that had 100 plus plus tackles on the season. So, you know, Terrell definitely, like you said, wasn't a Micah Parsons or a Damian Barber who got all the recruits and, you know, the hype. But he's just a humble beast that works hard and is a a living proof of hard work. So shout out to him. Well-deserving.
1: Riley Robell was another guy from Bishop McDevitt who I think was in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. Really, really just overwhelmed people down the stretch. He's strong. as a wrestler, yeah. 6'3", 275-pounder, 84 tackles, 29 for loss, six-and-a-half sacks.
0: Maybe mm-hmm. the guy's a beast. Yeah, he's a dog. He's definitely a dog, and the shows on the field. He's fearless. He goes out there, and he's going to die on his shield on every play. Tajay
1: Brody, you know, he's been on this team several years, you know, he didn't maybe have the numbers across the board some other guys had, but he did have seven sacks, and he also, you know, had 687 yards on offense, 13 touchdowns. He was a difference maker for Middletown, and, and uh, you know, I th- they probably why I'm missing. We made it to the state title game, their best game of the playoffs before the state title game. Played them to a 14-0 game. But Tajay Brody's a guy who's done
0: it for four years now. Here's what I'll say about Tajay. Um, my very first assignment back in March, like I mentioned when I first started, You sent me out to Middletown versus Susquehanna basketball, the very first game of the playoffs. And I saw Tajay and I instantly said, man, that kid has to be a football player. His size, his stature, his physicality in the post. He's one heck of a basketball player as well, you know. And shout out to him and the and the Leech brothers out in Middletown. He's having one great start to his season as well in basketball. But Tajay did it on both ends of the football field as well, you know. And he definitely was one of those captains and those leaders and it showed every single time, right? His passion and drive for the game. Shout out to Middletown. Like you said, one phenomenal season for them and a very underrated team.
1: Wrapping up the first team, real quick, Joey Minkey was our athlete mm-hmm. pick, and that's a guy who can play multiple positions. Maybe we put one on offense, we put one on defense, a guy who could slide in yeah. positions. And then we took Dylan Wakefield at punter. We felt like, he, you know, we wanted to get him on the first team. There were some great running backs in area. He's probably most well-known for running for almost 1,400 yards and 21 touchdowns to lead Big Spring to the playoffs. Yeah. But he, he was not up there at the top of the punting leaders, too, 38 yards per punt. He was. Um, he even had uh, 41 tackles on defense, two
0: and a half sacks. You saw this guy a lot. Yeah, I saw um, him a lot. What do you think about Dylan? Dylan is one of those guys when you look at him and how he plays and then you hear him speak, his voice doesn't match his body. <laughs> you ever met people like that? Like, dude, you're you're a monster out there on the field, yet you're such a humble person. Like, his coach spoke very highly of him, and shout out to their coaching staff. But Dylan was just someone who didn't really credit himself, I feel, as though the way he should deserve to credit himself. And just an overall pleasure to speak with a great head on his shoulders, and I believe he's going to do great at the next level as well with the mindset that he has.
1: And then Mickey, you know, he's another guy who, you know, he's not the biggest guy, 5'10", 170, senior for Boiling Springs. He really helped that program turn around. And when we talk about an athlete being able to play multiple positions, he had 83 tackles and seven sacks, interception on defense. Yeah. Then he accounted for 1,650 yards and 27 touchdowns on offense. Absolutely. You know, that guy got it done, Nebby. And, again, that's another one we keep saying is funny. Boiling Springs wouldn't have been in the district title game without him. So, oh, yeah. shout oh, out yeah. to Joey Minke, He did a great job. Let's run through the second team real quick. Okay. We'll, we'll try to make this a little quick, and then we'll get over to the offensive guys. Safeties. I'm, I'm going to run through the whole group real quick. Well, right. Defensive backs. easy Thomas from Carlisle. Tate Leach from Middletown. Ryan Day from Waynesboro. Yeah. Calvin Rome from State College. That was your DBs. Mm-hmm. Your linebackers. John Scott from State College. Kalen Kaufman from Waynesboro. Andrew Hackett from Northern, your defensive lineman, Steven Skirtis from State College, mm-hmm. Micah Chambers from Harrisburg, Andrew Overy Jr. from Steel High, Eugene Green from Steel High, your athlete was Makai Hopkins from Harrisburg, and your punter was Aaron Stauffer from
0: Central Dolphin. Anybody stick out on that second team to you? Know Makai Hopkins certainly did one. You know, he's one of those athletes, like you mentioned. Harrisburg doesn't have the strongest uh, bunch of kickers. Like you said, they had a very limited roster, about 32 guys on the roster, and about 10 of those guys actually looked like they belonged on a varsity team. Mackay did it on every end, right? He did it on defense. He did it running the ball. He ran downhill every single time and ran strong. And he kicked in a few field goals, too. So, shout out to Mackay. I feel like he was very well-rounded and could do it all on the field when asked by Coach Cal.
1: He had over 1,100 yards offense. Yeah. You know, he ran hard. Then they called him the Mack truck. You know, and we did a story on him, Nebby, where he was like, you know, he he played, he started off the season almost 240 pounds. But, you know, he said during the pandemic, he got caught up sitting on the couch eating snacks, man. Yeah. And he said, you know, he was about to be like a nose tackle starting the season, but he hit the workouts and he really was a difference maker down the stretch for the District 368 champs. Tate Leach was a guy I want to mention, you know, not a big guy, you know, but he ended up with over 90 tackles, you know, had a great season there for Middletown. Uh, Andrew Hackert was a guy, a little undersized linebacker, 5'9", 160. Tore his knee up last year, came back for Northern, had 105 tackles, five sacks, two interceptions. And then a guy that – you know, a couple of guys people should be watching out for. Eugene Green had 12 sacks. He's a sophomore for Steel High. Mm-hmm. Andrew Irby on the defensive line, he's a sophomore. He goes both ways, defensive line, offensive line. You know, he's got some college interest. Micah Chambers had 10.5 sacks as a sophomore for Harrisburg. Steven Skirtis, I hope I'm saying his name right, maybe. He was a junior for um, State College, 102 tackles, 18 for loss, four and a half sacks, 6'4", 235. I think he's really going to start getting a little bit more college attention as we go into the next season. I think he's a guy that, you know, maybe people, they might not know his name right now, but they will. You know, he's going to be a guy to know.
0: And you know what's crazy to think about with dudes like Steven Skirtis and Terrell Reynolds, they're juniors, right? They have another entire season left to play. and they're both coming off really great seasons. Of course, you know, Terrell Reynolds a lot more, but even Steven, right, with with the year that he had. And so to think about how much more growth and how much more they can improve, you know, upon this season coming up, is just like, it's exciting to think about. We have a lot of great players in this Mid-Pen Conference, especially at defensive positions. And Steven, like I said, without him, they don't beat Harrisburg. They don't upset Harrisburg and make it to almost a state title game in 6A football. So definitely shout out to the state college program. and They have some guys that are well slept on.
1: Yeah, I mean, we got a long list there of guys. And, you know, we got a long list of honorable mention guys. We won't go through all of them. But, yeah. you know, if you made honorable mention of first, second team, you're a baller. So, yeah. congratulations no, to good. those guys. Let's hop over to offense real quick and get that going. Now. Let's do it. Offensive line, let's start with the fellas first. Cameron Livingston from CD East made our first team. Tyshawn Black from Harrisburg. Gabriel Lorena from Bishop McDevitt. Roy Irvin from Harrisburg. And Claude Godineau from Sear Cliff. Or that was our first team offensive line. Any thoughts on that group?
0: Yeah. I mean, CD East has had a lot of guys who've come up big every single time, right? You talk about Cameron Livingston. He's one of the reasons why a guy like Marcel McDaniels could run downfield. He blocks very well. He's just a juggernaut on that offensive line. He just goes hard play in and play out. He doesn't take any plays off. So shout out to him for sure.
1: I mean, under he's undersized. He's six foot two sixty. But when you turn on the film, those big runs like Marcel McDaniels is having. He was the guy out in front yeah, and uh, just getting into guys, you know, and he's good that way. And Tyshawn Black, he was a four-year starter for Harrisburg. He also had 90 tackles on defense. He played both ways. Yeah. 6'1", 285. He was 6'4". Now you probably have a bunch of big schools on him. Yeah. He can get it done. Gabriel Rena at McDowell is a big-time college prospect. He's a junior. If you don't know his name, folks, you'll want to know his name or you will see his name in some recruiting circles next year. Yeah. Uh, Roy Irvin was one of the better centers in the conference the last few years for Harrisburg. Mm-hmm. And then, Claude God you know, our offensive player of the year, we'll get to here in a minute. But that was Jontae Morris, who ran for more than 2,100 yards. They had a quarterback who he threw for like 1,700 yards, too. Yeah. They got it done up front. This guy was the left tackle. And Big Claude, he was pancaking some guys and stuff on film, my man. So he definitely was. He
0: definitely was.
1: Our athlete on the first team was Kyle Williams, Jr. from Harrisburg. As you know, maybe one of the most versatile players in the conference.
0: Most versatile player in the Commonwealth, but one of the most versatile in the conference overall. You know, Kyle ran the ball hard. He he snagged a couple passes. He made tackles. He just did it all right. He was all over the field. My favorite game. couple. Is- yeah. 70. <laughs> 70. Yeah. You know, my favorite game to watch him was against C.D. East when they played at Severance Field. You know, he was just pumped up. That was their homecoming game. He, you know, was on the sidelines chance for his teammates, and he got everybody going. You know, he was the great guy for this team, and every team needs one of those guys that's a bully, right? And Kyle is a bully. When we talk about versatility, 740 rushing yards, 70
1: catches for 788 yards. He returned a punt, 78 yards for a touchdown. He went over to defense, had 24 tackles, two interceptions. He returned one for 35 yards in the touchdown against Carlisle in the playoffs. He's only a junior. He'll be back, yeah. Nebby. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the guy who was in the discussion for offensive player of the year here, you know, and he did it in a lot of ways. Yeah. So our wide receiver were uh, Trenton Smith from Cedar Cliff. Yeah. Uh, Tyrone Moore from Steel High. Mario Eastly from McDevitt. We talked a bunch about Mario. We had him on the podcast. What do you think about those three guys on the first team?
0: I like Mario Easterly a lot. Shout out to Old Dominion. They're getting a great athlete. I believe he's going there to play the uh, defensive back. Shout out to him for sure. Tyrone is one guy who just comes up big for Stilton every single time they lace up and they hit that turf. I watched him play in his last game in Tawanda and he left everything on the field. You know, unfortunately, there's a couple times where they may have been cheated by the referees. So for people who don't know, the complaint for Still
1: High and, you know, it may be illegitimate. You know, I talked to Coach Sherby and them, and I, I do feel like it could be somewhat of a conflict and interest in that right. when they play Canton, the referees or from the same district can't play them. Right. I know still how I questioned some of the calls in that game. You know, you look at it in hindsight, the PIAA says that that happens all the time. Officials mm-hmm. from one district, you know, referee teams from their district and state playoffs. But if you could avoid it at any cost, you would, because then you don't even have the ability to have that conflict of interest, which is something that Coach Irby and I talked about. I don't know if they outright cheated them or anything yeah. like that. I know that Steel High's big complaint was there was a conflict of interest there. And you do think that maybe that could have been avoided.
0: But Absolutely. what's done is done. Yeah, I agree. You know, what's done is done. I don't think Steel High got cheated whatsoever. But I do feel like there were a couple miscues and a couple, you know, times in which referees missed a couple calls. But none of us are perfect, right? We all make mistakes. So it's a lot of pressure on those referees. But definitely was a great game. They had a great, great. battle
1: we're going to sidetrack here because this is a story we really haven't told in this podcast, but at the end of the day, you, you do say, you know, I talked to Bob and stuff, and if you could work out something scheduling where you don't have a referee situation like that, mm-hmm. then you avoid the ability to, for still have to even make that argument to begin with. Absolutely. So you wonder why they, why they would, you know, try to avoid that con- maybe potential conflict of interest. So let's get back to the team. Tyrell Moore. Yeah. Averaged almost 25 yards a catch. Like you said, big play guy. They needed somebody to step up when Damian Hammonds left last year and when Makai Flowers transferred out. And he caught 55 passes, 1,400 yards almost, 18 touchdowns. He's pretty good on defense, too. He had three interceptions, so he makes it. And uh, Trenton Smith was another great two-way guy. He had over 1,000 yards of offense, over 1,100 yards of offense, actually. Caught 59
0: passes, maybe eight touchdowns. And he picked off a couple passes on defense, too. And him and Ethan Durrell connected very, very well all season long. You know, shout out to both of those guys.
1: Ethan made our honor. That's their quarterback. He made our honorable mention as a quarterback. Like I said, yeah, uh, yeah, almost 1700 yards passed. I believe 19 touchdowns.
0: So that's that's a name you just can't forget. You know, I have to speak with a guy like Ethan, who's so passionate about the game of football, he'll be back next year. So
1: chance for him to improve on those numbers. Our running backs in that first team were Marquise Williams, Marquise the Beast from Bishop McDavid. You know, he had over 1,900 yards offense, 31 touchdowns, helped them get to the 4 title game. And then Dante Morris was our offensive player of the year with over 2,100 yards and 23 touchdowns. He also had interception on defense, played some good corner. He was coming off a knee injury. You know, he he missed all of last season. You know, Cedar Cliff doesn't go 10-3 and three without him.
0: Whatsoever. Um, I like both of these guys. Brian, Marquise was very fun to watch. There was a couple games in which he put up three, four touchdowns in the first half and could sit out the entire second half because he performed so well. If you look at it overall, Jonte, I feel as though was a lot more valuable to his team. Cause like you mentioned, right, you take away Jonte their offense doesn't produce the way they do, right? You take away Jonte, they don't beat an undefeated Shippensburg and make it to the next round in the playoffs. So Jonte considerably was one of the best comeback players of the year, in my opinion, only because he sat out that entire year before. Didn't perform too well in their first scrimmage against East Pennsboro at the very start of the season, but he just kept rolling with the punches and just showed everyone why he was still one of the best talents out there. So shout out to him.
1: Yeah, man, he, I think he might have put Millersville to play mm-hmm. corner, I still think he can play running back at that level. His brothers are running back at Millersville now, too. So, yeah, like I said, Marquise is going to – you know, he's a nationally ranked running back. going to be one of the top running backs in the state next year for sure. Um, mm-hmm. He'll be a senior next year. Our other um, skilled guy on this first team was Stone Saunders, quarterback for Bishop McDevitt. Freshman, threw for more than 3,000 yards, 46 touchdowns with for just five interceptions. I mean, he's got Pitt. He's got Maryland. He's got Michigan. Kent State already in his offer, you know, offer sheet. Just a spectacular young talent.
0: Yeah, I mean, to think about a guy like Stone Saunders who's only a freshman to have the high level IQ at the quarterback position at the age that he does is just profound. You know, you sit back and you're like, you know, tip your hat to him. The the midpen is full of a lot of young guys with a lot of talent, right? You got Stone Saunders. You got a guy like Alex Irby who won a state title as a freshman, you know. So shout out to those guys. And they definitely make a major impact on their team and are still here for years to come.
1: Uh, last guy on this list, and I'll get to him, and then we'll run quickly through the second team and we'll maybe comment on him a little bit, was Ian Goodling. He, w- he was our first team kicker. Sophomore from West Perry. When we do these teams, kickers, you know, a lot of the times it can be close with the top two three kickers. And he had some great kicking numbers. He was 28 to 29 on extra points. He was perfect on field goals, 8 to 8, with a long of 39. He really helped West Perry, you know, have a, have a nice season. Thing I, the thing that really kind of put him over the top for me, though, Nevy, is that he wasn't just a kicker. You know, he caught 42 passes for 730 yards and seven touchdowns. He also collected 68 tackles, one for loss, two interceptions. One of those he returned for a touchdown. He did a lot of everything for West Perry. So, you know, great season for Ian Goodling. And then our coach of the year, real quick, was Josh Borelli. Yeah. Lower Dolphin. We took him as coach of the year. Listen, you could have made a great argument for Jeff Wechter, who led Bishop McDavid to 4A state title. Okay. Wow. You could have made a great argument for him. You could have made a great argument for Calvin Everett, mm-hmm. who, you know, Harrisburg only had 32 players and they won a District 3 6 title. You could have made a great argument for Brad Zell at Boylan Springs, right, mm-hmm. um, getting to the District 3 title game and the way he's turned that program around. You could have made a great argument for Lance Dean winning Pretty seven sure. games yeah, um, and making the playoffs with a team that didn't win a game last year. You could have probably even made a great argument for Joseph Povich out there at uh, Big Spring. Mm-hmm. You know, with the season they had and finally making the playoffs. But lower Dolphin, they won a game last year. They beat Mifflin County. But the Falcons have been pretty, pretty, pretty bad at football mm-hmm. for a long time. Long time. Uh, you know, at least the last four or five years. Raleigh comes in and, you know, they were competitive. Even that game, they lost, I think, 38-17. Uh, they made the playoffs, okay? And they they went – I think they won six games, made the playoffs. And they were competitive even in that playoff game against Cedar Cliffs. Mm-hmm. They lost 38 to 17. And they just did not have the guys that, say, like a, a Bishop McDevitt had, or even at a Harrisburg had, or a Boiling Springs had. Mm-hmm. But I felt he was the pick because I don't think the cupboard was as full, mm-hmm. but they figured out some things. They figured out to take this track guy. Jacob Kaufman and start giving him the ball and, and to get the big kid, Jaquan Murphy in there on, on the short yardage situations and stuff. I feel like throughout the season, they didn't have the same level of talent, but they found some grit and ways to win ball games.
0: And that's why he was the pick this year. Absolutely. And very well-deserved shout out to Ghost Borelli. One thing about, His staff at Lower Dauphin and his team, they play till the very last whistle. They play until that buzzer goes off every single time. And even when watching them get defeated, right, I went out there to Hershey Stadium and watched them play McDevitt. They scored the first touchdown in the game, but they wouldn't score again. They didn't have the guys. They didn't have the guys that McDevitt had. Absolutely. They were outmatched. They didn't have the talent that McDevitt had, but to watch coach Borelli on the sideline, to hear his mom up in the press box, you know, she's one of the stat keepers for that team. It was just a beauty to see, you know, how passionate he was and how he still maintained that level of class, even in defeat, you know, not having his head held, held down and just, you know, encouraging his team. And it was just, it was a beauty to see. So shout out to him. He's very well deserving of that award. It was a, It was a
1: heck of a year for him. He gets the nod, but again, this was one of the toughest things to pick because great coaching jobs across the board from after Everett, Sinkovich, you know, Zell. Just you know, another guy we didn't mention, is that of Carlisle. Carlisle, they did a great job, that staff out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they won they won some big they beat State College down the stretch, they beat CD East down the stretch. They did. Both of those were playoff teams. State college was in a game of playing for a state title. You know, it was a great job by those guys. Real quick, our second team, I'll run through them quickly and then we'll, like I said, we'll just comment on you know anybody that we see fit. But our offensive line was Dalton Ackley from Boiling Springs,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Benjamin Stewart from Central Dolphin, Emilio Diaz from Milton Hershey, Michael Denture from State College, Kyle Yeager from Central Dolphin. Our athlete was Marcel McDaniels Jr. from CD East. Athletes that got it can play multiple positions, as we said before. Wide receivers were Jay Sean Green from State College. Irby Weller from Shippensburg, Camille Foster from Bishop McDavid. Our running backs on the second team was Deion Bryant from Milton Hershey, Jacob Kaufman from Lower Dolphin, Alex Irby from Steel High, and our kicker was Isaac Signs from
0: Cumberland Valley. Good group, Nebby. Anybody really sticking out to you? It's, it's hard to just name one guy. You know, you got Irby Weller. You know, who who was very pivotal for Shippensburg all year long. You got Alex Erby, right? Even in that game against Canton, you know, he he made a few errors, a couple mistakes, but he didn't keep he never stopped playing. You know, shout out to to Alex, shout out to his dad, coach Andrew Irby, who didn't stop coaching and kept going hard. And shout out to Isaac Signs, who definitely put on for Cumberland Valley a lot. You know, those are the three of my favorite guys off that list you just mentioned.
1: Isaac was another kicker, Nebby, who didn't just kick. Right. Yeah, you know, he was fourteen to sixteen on extra points, twelve to thirteen on field goals along of thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. But he also threw uh, for over a thousand yards as their quarterback mm-hmm. and ran for more than four hundred. So you know he did a, he did a lot for them. Like you said, Alex Irby at quarterback on the second team. You know he he's he's up to almost six thousand yards across his first two seasons. Mm-hmm. He's got two more seasons with the Rollers. Kaufman, as we mentioned, was really a guy who helped lead that turnaround for Lower Dolphin. He accounted for more than 1,700 yards as a senior. Deion Bryant, man, that kid, you know, he had almost 500 yards. 468 yards, seven touchdowns in the uh, last game of the season against Redland. He went for uh, 2,413 yards altogether, 28 touchdowns. Amazing season for him for Milton Hershey. Camille Foster was a real deep threat for McDevitt. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Green, really underrated season, big body receiver. You know, 815 yards, eight touchdowns. Michael Denture is a name people are going to want to know, Nebby. Mm-hmm. He's a junior for State College. He's getting a lot of college offered already, a 6'3, 300 pounder or so. Um, he's going to be good up front. And then finally, Marcel McDaniel Jr., we talked about CD's not winning the game last year. 5'7, 155 pounds. He made it as an athlete because he can play a little bit of that linebacker too. And he did, but you know, over 1,300 yards for them running with nine touchdowns really led their turnaround. That was our pin live. First and second team all harsh for offense and defense. We dropped them on the 24th here. And we're just coming back around. We did all PA last week, too. We Got some more good content on the site,
0: Nebby. Definitely.
1: We're already turning the page. We got 22 guys to watch on offense, 22 guys to watch on defense from the mid pen in 2022. So make sure you're checking out penlive.com.
0: Right? And you're subscribing for all of our exclusive content. And Brian and I are gonna be here to give you the four one one week in and week out. Like you said, Brian, and always football is year round here in Pennsylvania. So let's get to it. And until next time, folks.